Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Trash Mobcast, this video game podcast with your friends. I am Brandon the Bard, and tonight I am joined by our friends, John and Heather. Hello, folks. Hello. Hello. We had a bit of an extended holiday break. We are glad to be back here bringing this glorious show to your ear holes. Um, So before we get into some video game stuff, we figured we'd catch up on whatever we were just talking about. What were we talking about, John? Uh, We were talking about, uh, well, you know, we had this long holiday, so we had lots of time to just kind of fiddle around. So I was asking what uh, YouTube rabbit holes you've fallen down Mm. recently. Uh, For me, it has been uh, YouTube channels that are either gone or dying. I have been watching a lot of videos just talking about YouTube drama because I just want to know what it's bad. It's the worst. I've watched so much. I know so many things about YouTubers I've never watched in my life, nor have any concern of watching. Yeah. But I've just watched all of it and consume. Like I'm like, I just want to know. You get the sad face thumbnails of like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Or it's like, or just like watching someone like, go from like this like super nice person to like this like just like human trash compactor of just like nightmare garbage they do because they've just like gotten like stardom and like not managed anything or had anyone like be like hey maybe you shouldn't say that on the internet and they're like no fuck you i'm gonna say whatever i want Uh, people sticking to their guns (laughs) against all against all like logic or reason Sometimes I, I kind of admire their just sheer level of stupidity that I'm like, man, how? I'm in the South. That's... I've lost all admiration for people sticking to their guns. <laughs> it is all contempt now. Uh, what about your, your YouTube hills, uh, Heather? What, what are you dealing with? Mine's honestly pretty boring because most of my YouTube watching happens while I'm working because mm-hmm. I'll just throw something on, on my other monitor and usually it's just like those really long as fuck video game essays like the other day I was like I'll sit here and watch a two hour video it's critiquing um, Final Fantasy 14 and this, this other guy does like all these videos like it's like three hours on the really old Fallout games, and it's it's just like people like talking about the themes of old games, oh, or like, like doing like big critiques and shit. And it's probably kind of boring, but I think it's interesting. That is fun. Also, that's that's really that that's like fun and like it's an interesting like points that you can hear from people. Maybe they have like some cool like knowledge about the games. Yeah, there's there's also um. I'm sure you guys may have heard of No Clip. They do actual like yep. official like video game documentaries. Those are really fun to like sit down and watch too. Like I wish there was more stuff like that on YouTube. I know like for the only one I know of outside of that was like the indie game, the movie that was on Hulu like years back that just talked about behind the scenes and like I think it was like Super Me Boy and like Fez and some other like old indie games. Yeah. No, uh, I think that Danny O'Dwyer and uh, the guys that do No Clip are incredibly cool. Uh, I've I've watched a bunch of their stuff as it was coming out. I fell off a little bit only because their their stuff tends to be a little long, but it's yeah. really good. 
They did one on the Demon's Souls remake not too long ago that I keep meaning to watch. I, I, I keep forgetting to like go back to their channel and dive back in, but I remember that being like the last one I heard about that I really wanted to watch. Ah, uh, yeah, that that content. What about you, Brandon? Content backburner, where you're like, uh, I'm gonna get to you eventually, whether it be a podcast or a you know a YouTube series or even a, you know more traditional media. Uh, for me, I get really bad into like hobbyist level YouTube holes. Where like for a month and some change, I just watched this channel called How to Drink, and it's this man named Greg who makes cocktails, and he influenced me negatively in that I spent lots of money on stuff to make cocktails. And right now, I'm flirting with disaster by watching someone named Squashy Boy who makes very fancy keyboards. Uh, oh no! Oh, no. It's a I dark know. So to go down. I got some keycaps for yeah. my for my key keyboard, and I think I'm just gonna call it there. Like I took it apart and I cleaned it, and there, you know I did all the stuff. But I was like, man, I, if I if I drop, I, I cannot. Like I'm my goal this year is to get a nice chair. I'm gonna get a Herman Miller this year. So like, ooh, that's a expensive ass chair. It is. It is. Uh, so that's sort of my next big purchase and I'm not going to put a fucking three to $400 keyboard in between that. It's just so stupid and my keyboard is fine and sure it's clicky, but it's a razor keyboard. I knew what I was getting myself into. So I'm just not going to do it. I'm going to some, some pretty decently priced ones. Like the one that I got is from glorious PC gaming. And I think like yeah. it was about like a hundred for black Friday and it was pretty easy to put together. Like I didn't have to do any, any sort of like fancy shit. You just plop the switches and plop the keycaps on. You're done. Yeah. And I, I if, if I ended up buying one, of course, you know, I've run, I've run through the situation of what I'd end up buying and I just get a, a simple, like a hot swappable in case I want to change switches without having to solder anything like uh you know i've ran through and glorious was on there as a list uh on on the list is like maybe i'll get one of these but i'm just i'm just not gonna do it i'm gonna disengage and watch me and like the next time we record be like so i got this ducky keyboard (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but hopefully that's not the case uh but that's that's the youtube holes i'll I'll fall into Uh, because most of the time when i'm at work i'm driving so like i listen to podcasts more but in some of the things, like with the how to drink guy, it's all just drinks. So like I can hear what he's talking about and understand it. I don't need to see what he's making. Or at least I can now. But it, yeah, that's that's pretty much my YouTube holes as of right now. Yeah. Um, what happened over the course of uh, us being gone? So Christmas and New Year's both happened. Uh, anything hop out uh, as like that you'd want to put out there on the show? Like you get a good Christmas haul or uh, any fun New Year's experiences? Did you hydrate? Were you really drunk? How 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 did all that go? I did nothing. Hey. <laughs> Collectively, nothing. I played Ed Walker because it came out, so that's that's been that was my whole holiday. Yeah, yeah. So the two big drops happened for for well, our drops happened, and then whatever John was off in <laughs> the ether doing. But we had the big new con- uh, Destiny content drop, and then the bigger, huger Endwalker drop. So we're definitely gonna have to hear about uh, some of that today as we catch back up. Um, as far as my oh, and I went to Vegas, and I everything was fine, except uh, I will say I'll, I'll do this as briefly as I can. Uh, Four, no, five, four, four or five of the planned uh, American Airlines flights I was supposed to be on 
didn't take off and had to be like like re I, I had to get it on a different plane like shit just kept getting canceled because of uh like the first one the planes the pilot seat got wet so what? like <laughs> what <laughs> yeah there was like a leak in the in the cockpit of this plane oh okay okay so his seat got wet and he's like sorry but he we're just... not flying well, like spilled water on his seat. He's like, "Well, guess I can't fly now, guys." Pretty, Sorry. Pretty much. Well, it was fuck. it was a huge nightmare. But uh, we we got there. We had some fun, and we got home. There's a fun picture of us at the stratosphere. It's a very funny video of <laughs> there's a guy. Whatever. It was it was pretty cold. Uh, obviously, is you know middle of the winter, and we went up to the stratosphere, which is very very high up. So it's extra extra cold because it's the nighttime in the desert. But we got up there and we opened the doors, and the guy that rode with us in the elevator, he was drunk already. Him and his wife or girlfriend, whatever. But they walked out there, and he was like, "Man, shit, it is cold as fuck outside," and just yelled it. And everybody's dressed up all nice. And we just could not stop laughing. And I have that clip of audio recorded somewhere because my my wife was actually recording video because she wanted to get the thing of, and you just hear this. <laughs> and it's a clip that I'm going to put into the show. I'm going to fit it into the show somehow once I pull that audio. <laughs> but it was so good. I, that sounds like some shit that I would say, and that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I laughed so hard. I like cry laughed up there, and then it froze to my cheeks because it was fucking cold out there. Um, but yeah, I, I had a lot of fun. Didn't gamble, actually. I uh, didn't gamble, and my wife and my friend that went with us were the only ones who got blackout drunk, and they did that on endless mimosas, so that was fun. Oh, I yeah. Ate a lot it's very it. easy to get blackout drunk in Vegas, though. Yeah. I had, uh, I had endless, uh, what is it called? Because we, we went and we brunched it up at uh, one of the hotel uh, buffets, <laughs> and we, uh, yeah. we, I had Bloody Mary's. And I was like, can I switch this out? And they're like, you can have Bud Light. And I was like, fine. <laughs> so I, I had like two Bloody Marys and like five Bud Lights. <laughs> but I was eating so much food. I was like, I don't feel nothing. And my wife and friend were like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> just smashed. It was a lot of fun. I'm going to go back to Vegas eventually, but I'm not going to fly again I'm... until everything is back in normal, safe running order because... The flight experience was just dog water. Not good. Uh, it, it, it wasn't even good before the pandemic. Don't worry. It was, flying was never a good experience. I love flying. Like, I'm just going to put it out there. I love any reason to fly. I originally, like, hated it and didn't want to do it at all. Uh, the entire experience of getting to the airport and, like, getting on the plane, I, like, hate all that. But getting on the plane and, like, flying to the place... My favorite thing in the world. Love it. I didn't like the, the actual like flying part was fine. Like uh, the, you know, I was obviously like, you know, white knuckling the grips of my chair the first time the plane took off. Cause I was like, holy shit, yeah. this thing is really moving, huh? But then every time after that, I was like, boring, let's just fucking get there. Like it was nothing after that. So yeah. Yeah. The sitting at the terminal, I also don't really mind too much, mostly because I just have a shitload of things to do. Yeah, I had so my switch. I'm never really bored. Played, At least played you're some there, Animal Crossing. and there's yeah. there's no more stress of like being there because you're through TSA. You you got there. It's like waiting waiting for the flight's fine. It's just the process of getting through on time is the yeah. the worst part. Yeah, the mad dash yeah. and the and all the poking and prodding. I just hate. I, I hate being ushered through anywhere like I'm a prisoner, and that's what the whole experience felt like at the airport. Oh, oh. Oh, please. 
change your name to John Smith oh. and then go through TSA. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even think about that. That must be really, really rough. Last time I went on, well, this is actually a, a while ago. Um, I was going to, oh, you know what? This was the first time I was going on an airplane to go to a comic convention because I was going to Wizard World. Mm. Oh, I, yeah. It was the first time I met Heather. Yeah. yeah. So I was on a plane. And I was really excited to go. So I packed my bag with like a bunch of stuff to do because like I'd never really gone to a convention before. So I didn't really know like what to bring. So I brought a bunch of Pokemon cards, magic cards, a DS, and a whole bunch of other just like random assorted pieces of electronics Mm. in my backpack. And I went through TSA and they scanned my bag and then shit got wild yeah because on the scanner it showed my bag it looked like i had c4 because <laughs> oh, the, no. the card boxes looked like like bricks inside with a bunch of wires coming around them yeah and they had like a bomb squad show up what? it was Oh, yeah. It was really bad. And this motherfucker's name is John Smith. All right. Put on the gloves. We're doing cavity searches today. Yeah. They pulled me aside and they were like, sir, do you know what's inside of your bag? And I was like, uh, yeah, uh, cards and video games and stuff. And I'm watching this bomb squad guy take my bag apart. And the first thing he takes out of my bag is a plush cat that Brittany had made me. It was like this like plaid blue plush cat. And he takes it out of the bag. And then he takes out a bunch of like magic card decks and video games and things. I've never seen a a dude be so fucking angry. Holy shit. And then they went and shoved your head in a toilet because you're a fucking nerd. (laughs) That's so good. But ever since then though my my experience with tsa has been like i don't like i fly incredibly light now Mm -hmm. um i barely pack anything and i pack it all like very efficiently specifically because i know they will tear my fucking bags apart every single time yeah so anytime i go through tsa i'm like they're like oh you can leave your glasses on and i'm like nope taking them off like i'm taking every if it is a piece of clothing that can come off of my body and not expose myself to you people, I'm going to take it off and put it in the thing. You can scan it because I don't even want to fuck with it at all. Yeah. Yeah. Very reasonable. Oh, some lady got really mad at me because I took off my wedding band because I wasn't even going to fuck with that. Wow. Oh my God. Pretty extreme. PSA doesn't like me because I'm an artist and I tend because if I'm going somewhere for work for comic conventions, I usually have to travel with like a giant thing of comics. And I also have have to bring like a thing of like art supplies and certain art supplies like uh, like fancy markers. TSA doesn't like those. So it's like there's always like tons of like my shit's always like all over the place when I open my bag like certain pens like they'll like rip them apart like I learned not to bring like fancy pens like it didn't happen to me but it happened to one of my coworkers. like TSA ruined like a hundred dollar like fancy pen that Mm. um, one of my coworkers brought because it looked like a weapon and I was like are you fucking serious so (laughs) I what yeah so um yeah, that that shit's a fuck. It, it fucking sucks to like like travel to comic conventions if you're flying because they'll they'll rip your shit apart. Yeah, 
Yeah, the only, the only other uh, traveling I'm planning on doing this year would it will be uh, GCX if it still happens in Florida, which me and the boys are driving down to Florida. Um, so that's not going to be f- flying. Uh, and then I'm thinking about going to Cherokee because there's like uh, some casinos out that way on a, a Native American reservation out here in North Carolina in the mountains. So I might be doing that as well because I kind of got a bit of the bug of going to fancy dinners at casinos and shit. It's, it was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Um, we should maybe talk about video games 18 minutes in. Um, yeah. I guess we can get into it. Um, I can get my Destiny bullshit kind of out of the way real quick because I kind of want to hear a lot about Endwalker. Like, I'm really excited. Uh, following your journey <laughs> on Twitter has been, uh, <laughs> has been uh, pretty extreme, and I don't think I've posted anything about Destiny. So they released their um their 30th anniversary content in destiny which uh results in like basically there's like a really fun activity there's a new dungeon which is like a light raid um and it's all based on like i hate the word now but it's all based on like meta uh bungee stuff um so like it's stuff based on all their older games, uh, older stuff in uh, Destiny itself, like re-releasing uh, Gallerhorn or Yallerhorn, which is like Jallerhorns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you know Destiny at all, you've heard of it. Um, but it's been like it just like pumped because right now Destiny's in the middle of like a big, like e- like everything else, it got delayed. So there's just this huge drought of content, and it was like kind of just what the doctor ordered. Um, and it's been a lot of fun. They introduced a bunch of great new and reprised like gear to hunt for. And, um, yeah, like it's, and also they kind of did a, a huge balance pass on, um, the PVP metas and stuff. So that's been pretty fun and I've been enjoying that and almost all of my game time, uh, John is just hanging uh boxer by the way, uh, but uh just holding over him in his the, hands not hanging him yeah hanging o- over the <laughs> microphone uh like boxer's about to uh give a bit of a speech here and uh, he's just very compliant he's, he really wants to type on the keyboard really bad whenever i'm doing something he like wants to be a part of it so he's really trying oh what a good boy um but yeah so that has been good and it's taken up almost all my gaming time unfortunately I've not really gotten to play Halo at all, and I've kind of actually avoided it. So, like, I want to I wanna have a good block of time where I'm just going to play Halo. Um, but the rest of my time has been on Spider-Man, which I'll get into shortly after. Um, you still have not played Destiny at all, right, John? Nope. I am on Destiny content lockout probably until maybe the end of the year. Yeah. This year, maybe late into 2023 i'm uh they they keep announcing a lot of stuff that seems kind of cool but i'm gonna let them just kind of you know marinate a little bit in content before i come back because if i do i'm gonna play it a lot yeah and they need more content than what they're giving me in witch queen for me to really like want to get back into it i'm still sub for final fantasy i might jump back into that but when when you guys are done talking about your favorite video games in the world I'll get into my 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 new things okay um that's pretty much it for destiny i've been just like 
re-addicted and jumping on it as much as I can any anytime I get the chance. Uh, which, you know, happens every, it seems like I maybe get a break for like a couple weeks, every couple of months. And then I'm like, Oh, you got me back. You got me back in there, destiny. They're so good at doing that. But, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, what is the deal with Endwalker? Oh, there's a lot. (laughs) Um, I'll I'll start off with the bad because I don't want people to think it's perfect because I love it. Just so you know, but um, I, as like anyone that's kind of like vaguely heard about 14 has heard, there's obviously a congestion problem and Final Fantasy 14 was so successful. Like, Endwalker was so successful. They had to stop selling the game digitally and they had to pull all advertisements because the servers were so congested that they couldn't keep up. Um, that seems for- so insane. Yeah, and fortunately, they're, they're, it is improving um, as people have started to get through the story and, like, the more casual players, like, get through and, like, move on to other games. Like, the, the queues have definitely gotten significantly better. Um, they, they just announced that there's, they're working on a server expansion. Sadly, America won't see new servers, well, new data centers. We're going to get eight new servers total on a new data center, but that won't be until August. But anyway, um, basically, when the day that Mwalker launched, I woke up at, I think it was 3 a.m., and I think the servers went up at 4, and I spent two hours just trying to get into the game, because I would get into the queue, and then I would get kicked out of the queue, because there was this very, very famous error called Error Code 2002, which was a relic from 1.0, which they did figure out what was causing it. They fixed it. That error no longer happens, Mm. but... Basically, anytime you wanted to get into the queue, you would have to kind of babysit your computer or PS4, PS5 to make sure that you didn't lose your, that you didn't like get randomly kicked out of the queue. And then if you got back fast enough, it would save your spot. But there were plenty of times where it didn't. So I would be like, I would spend like two hours in queue and then I would get the error code. And then because I didn't instantly get back into the queue, it, I was like back to like 5,000 in line and I'm, I'm on Aether, which is the biggest, uh, the most populated data center in all of NA. So it's definitely been pretty rough. So like, even right now I'm sitting in the game in 14 because I have raid tonight and I don't want to sit in queue for two hours and piss off everyone in my raid. Anyways, uh, enough ranting about that. I do have one question about that. Yeah. Um, so the ray the the realm you're in i then wow wow words for it what is it it's a uh a server it's a data center basically there's there's three data centers in north america there's aether primal and crystal and each data center has i think like eight servers like individual servers within them yeah so um for some reason, everyone comes to Aether instead of going to Primal or Crystal. So Aether's kind of on fire right now. Yeah. I know, like, because when I joined and played briefly, I was we were in uh, that one, and there was a queue before Endwalker even dropped. Uh, yeah. yeah. Just me trying to actually get into it, so I can't imagine what it's like now. But So, okay, what's... W- would you be able to move to, like, a lower-populated one I can't because I have a house. 
So, um, I mean, if I wanted to give up my house, I could transfer to a lower populated server, but I'm, I'm never going to leave my server. Like my, my guild slash FC is there. My house is there. Um, okay. So all that stuff is tied. Yeah. So I wouldn't want to move like other players that like maybe are newer and don't have a house or anything to worry about can always, uh, pay to transfer to another data center and actually, I believe on the 25th, they're opening the Oceanic uh, data center and there will be free transfers to those as well. So any person that's on like NA or EU right now, they can that are in those parts of the world can get a better experience by free transferring over to the, the new data center there. Gotcha. OK, yeah, that's what I was curious about. Like if you could just move for like a better experience, but there's stuff to the actual like like area or uh, server that keeps you tied to it like yeah and when when i started playing i'm on cactar my server wasn't very big and then uh asman gold the i think he's like the biggest wow streamer like decided to make a character here and then all the other big world of warcraft streamers that came to 14 also made characters on cactar so Uh. my poor little server that wasn't very populated is now the second most populated server on the data center yikes yeah, it was like I also I know there's a couple other uh like big Final Fantasy streamers that were on mm-hmm. Cactuar as well. Yes. Like, there was a couple guys. So when I started playing a while ago <clears throat> for the first time, uh I was following a content creator that like made these like simple guides for people uh-huh. and they were on Cactuar. Okay. And I was like, "Oh, that's really funny that this guy's on the same server as me." Uh because I saw them running around in game and they had like a trail of people following them. Yeah. And I was like, man, that seems weird that you'd have people following you everywhere you go, but okay. Yeah. When Asmund Gold rolled here, it was like that, but cranked up to 11. Like, mm. when when he rolled on our server, there was so many people that you couldn't actually enter uh, Limza Limenza, which is one of the starting areas, because there were so many people that just rolled characters on our servers or, like, visited Cactar just to look at him. That's crazy. Yeah, That's it, was, so crazy. it was pretty silly. Yeah, I know Destiny will get like, you know, backups whenever like, like brand new, like when the ex- expansions drop and stuff, but it's never for more than 24 hours. Oh, like, it's been, it's been almost a month now and we're it's crazy. We're still and on you're fire, still waiting like, two out, two and a half hours to tr- even jump in at all if it works. Yeah. And fortunately, like to, to the game's credit, like, like I said, it is improving. Like I was able to log in at like, I logged in at 4 p.m. and I think it was like a 30 person queue. It's not until prime time when shit starts to get on fire, which which is fine because I'm able to get on earlier in the day at least. But um, it, it's still like a nightmare if you want to if you're on Aether, at least I've heard that um, other data centers are a lot better now. Hmm. But um, yeah, my my friend who plays, uh, I asked them about it and they didn't seem to be having much of a problem. Yeah, if they're, if they're, they're on like, Primal oh yeah, I can just log or Crystal, they, they probably don't have issues. Yeah. But um, that, that's all the negative stuff, though. Like, overall, like, my experience with the expansion has been extremely positive, I think. And Walker definitely solidified Final Fantasy XIV as my favorite Final Fantasy ever. Like, my favorites before were 6 and 9, and I still love 7 a lot, too. But 14 definitely dethroned 9, I think, is, like, my absolute favorite Final Fantasy ever like I can't really talk too much about the story because 
obviously you, you you can't touch it without it all being spoilery because it goes it, it ends the entire like story that's been building building up this and like this whole time mm. so so is this the is this the end of the game in theory or is this like the end of this story arc the end of the story arc they they have okay. plans for the game for the next 10 years but this is the end of basically from realm reborn to Shadowbringers. that kind of ties everything together and ends that the story of um zodiac and hydaelyn who are the the two basically like gods of eorzea okay that's crazy gonna, they have the next 10 years planned like, are they gonna release a new crazy. skew at least or are they gonna keep building on to a 10 year old game they'll keep building on it there, there's no reason for them like basically like world of warcraft does like they've they've like yeah they'll continue to like build on the old stuff and maybe they'll like go back and rework some old stuff but you're not gonna have to like buy an entirely new game outside of like expansions yeah hmm. yeah okay. also like realistically you know not to poop on anything like destiny or anything but uh i would say that warcraft is not Warcraft, final fantasy is much better placed to be this type of game because it was originally intended to be this yeah. yeah so being able to add more content to it is not something that this is not able to do like final fantasy is just a game that was like oh yeah we're going to add more content to this game and improve the engine and make it better over time yeah and it has gotten substantially better Especially like the the jump from, uh, I think it was like to Heaven's Sword. I think it was like a really big graphical jump. Yeah, because they uh, dropped PS3 support for Stormblood, so that's yeah. when start mm. stuff started to increase. Yeah, that'll do yeah. it. But the thing is, like that that engine the game is on is like perfectly adapted to doing what they want to do and make it better. Unlike something like Destiny Two, where like I get really annoyed because I wish that they would just end that skew and create a destiny three to make it the game that they're trying to ham fistedly make destiny two. Yeah. I mean, they're doing, they're kind of like you said, ham fistedly doing it to the point where like, you can actually see it sort of squeak squeaking out now, but with management changes and other bullshit, they're kind of trying to, they didn't know what their, what kind of game they were making. It seems like, and they keep making it for different people, but well, that's Bungie's inherent problem since the beginning. Like, yeah. you know, Bungie, this is like a thing that is like, so it really sucks to be owned by another company, especially like a big company that like the biggest thing that they care about is profit. Yeah, that's it really the problem with Activision for, but, for Destiny. But the thing is, is that I will say right now, Destiny 2 would not exist if it wasn't for Activision. Definitely. In general. Like, because... Bungie is a company that exists incredibly well when they have someone to tell them how to do things, mm -hmm. because when they don't have someone to tell them how to do things, you get all these seasons that like are constantly different. They're constantly trying to like move a goalpost to a goal that they're uncertain of. And they piss off their fan base literally every other week with something. And then they make their fan base incredibly happy because they do something to some part of the fan base that absolutely like they create a dungeon that everyone thinks is incredible, but then they like do some dumb shit like the, this orb masterwork thing that like nobody asked for. Mm -hmm. And they're like, Oh, we're just going to change this whole system. And it's like, but why? Yeah. And why? I mean, that's, I think it's just, it's so subjective because I, I feel like 
sorry to interrupt uh, Final Fantasy, by the way. That's but okay. like, <laughs> but like, I feel more. I feel like I've liked the game more since they've dropped Activision. Uh, to me, Shadowkeep was sort of a. It was that's the expansion right after they lost Activision, or you know they were they broke free from Activision. And that's the one that felt the creakiest to me. And everything after that has been, in my opinion, pretty good, except for like some questionable decision making, which a lot of it has been dialed back or whatever. But the way the game is shaking out, I really enjoy now personally. Yeah. But that's not the game some people signed up for um, because the actual thing has changed so many times. So like, I get what you're yeah. saying. Well, I like just the disagree, biggest- which is perfectly fine. Yeah, my biggest thing that I the the thing I don't like the most about everything that they've done so far is content vaulting. Oh, that's yeah. my biggest gripe. Uh, well, content vaulting is do that. No, that no, they exactly. do not. No one does that. Uh, no one does that. Well, World of yeah. Warcraft does that. Do they do that? But yes, they yeah. do. They vault content. Yes. I didn't know they did. I I thought no one actually did. Well, they did like the they did like a like a they redid their whole world. Well, they, they changed like reset the everything. world changes in real ways. Like you know, yeah. with Cataclysm, you got the big scar down the planet that you you know didn't exist before whatever his name showed up. But I mean, like that's just a fundamental change in the world. It's not. I mean, I guess yeah. some of that content wouldn't be there anymore because now in the active world that it's in, it can't exist. But. That's different from being able to queue into a raid, even though you can queue into a raid from the first game in the second game now, because they just arbitrarily decided to put it in there. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's the kind of stuff that I don't like, and I don't like that decision-making, because it's sort of like taking something away from me that I can literally never get back. That you paid for. Like, like I'm I'm okay with, like, digital content going away over time. That's the thing. That's... It's just a, a a weird adjustment that everyone is going to have to make in a digital, more digital space. But the thing space. that makes me annoyed is that the Red War campaign mm-hmm. could be spun up into something that people could play without having to do everything, and they could just do the work to figure that out because it really sucks that that's gone. That was probably, out of all of their story content they've made, probably the best story content they've ever made. Like, that was really cool. There's a lot of like really badass cutscenes and like stuff that they did in that that they just can't do right now. And I have yeah. not seen anything that even comes close to that. And I I want more of that. Yeah. But I also want to just go back and, you know, retrace those those stories again, which you'll never be able to do. No. Like will Red Red will the Red War come back? Why would they do that? It's like, possible. They have no but, but they have no, no real narrative reason, reason. Yeah. like and that kind of stuff really sucks and then like i don't know it's just i think the game is cool it's really fun i i genuinely think it's one of the best shooters possibly ever made uh i will always think it's a great game but i'll look at something like final fantasy 14 and say that's doing what destiny wants to do way fucking better for sure. Yeah. And I mean, that's sort of going to be the the problem with uh, a game like Destiny is that it's it's it changes all the time what game it's trying to be. And, you know, there's some people that apparently I'm very much ride or die, ride or die for this game, uh, as is a couple of my other friends who play. But 
you know, I'm down for whatever they want to throw at me. If you want to make it a shooter again, <laughs> or like a hardcore, whatever, I'm down. But also, I'll, I'll I'll MMO light it up, and I'll make I'll build gear sets, and I'll farm for rolls on whatever, and we'll just we'll just keep it rolling. I just like the world. Um, uh, what else was I going to? Oh, speaking of like end game shit. So your raid experience, Heather. By the way, to to go back to fourteen before we move on to other things uh so obviously tonight you're rating and uh you said you had like a you you went ahead and hopped in you're sitting there right now in in the world (laughs) uh like how how is the new raid without obviously without spoilers like how have you and your your group been enjoying that experience well first to to explain how our raids work um they're all eight man people they're all eight man content. So we have two tanks, two healers, four DPS. And uh, about a month ago, no, not quite a month ago, like a few weeks ago, we got the normal raid tier, which is like the, it's the eight man designed for content for like casual players. Right. And you, you can get some gear upgrades to prepare you for what will be the savage raids, which is what I'm doing. The savage raids are basically for the people that want to step up in difficulty um basically and the real end game yeah yeah that's like mostly what the real end game ends up being but uh we we were gonna try for a week one clear we were rating five days a week last actually we were yeah we, we were going to do six days a week but what ended up happening is about half of our raids got canceled because one person would get dc'd and uh, then they would get stuck in queue. So we we did not get the week one clear. We got we got to the third fight, and last night we were working on the fourth fight, which there's only four fights every raid tier. And okay. um, so yeah, we've just been working on that. And I, I think we can we can actually like squeak in a week two clear. But so far the the fights have been pretty fun. Um, I wasn't super into the first fight because it kind of reused some mechanics that were seen in another raid in Shadowbringers, uh. but. The, the rest has all been pretty fun. Like, I I think everything has been, like, really interesting mechanically. And the last fight, especially, has been extremely fun. Like, I love all the mechanics that they've used for it. I, I can't, like, really describe what all happens in it, obviously, because there are spoilers. There's especially a major spoiler for the end of the fight. But um, I'm having a good time, and hopefully we can get it cleared this week. Hell yeah. I'm rooting for you. Thank you. I'm ho- hopefully, hopefully with... Uh... You know, the farther out you go, the easier it actually gets to be to actually get in the game and play it. And yeah, so that like, sucks so bad <laughs> that it's yeah. that that's part of the struggle. Raiding is hard enough. I can't imagine a, a savage raid with you're also having to fight the entire planet who also wants to play the game. So yeah, I mean, I mean, fortunately, like only about I think last time there was a census, only about five percent of players had completed the last savage tier. So no. it's not like there's tons of people logging on to um, do the savage stuff, but I think as as the weeks go on, it's mostly like the casual players that are filling up the queues. It's obviously not all the end game people. Yeah. So I think I think as we keep going, it's going to be a lot easier for people to like get into savage. Like even if they're like want to be like a more casual player, like it won't be too hard for them to get into the game to experience the content. Well, good. Good. Um, you got anything else for 14 or do we want to move on to some other stuff? No, that that's it. We've been having a great time. It's a, it's a great experience. Um 
they're they're going to start selling the game again. Uh, I think like in the next week or two. So, I if you do want to try to get into fourteen, I recommend rolling on primal or crystal because aether is the one that you're going to be sitting in queue for two hours if you want to be here. Yeah, but that's it. <laughs> it's a good time yeah. otherwise. Hell yeah. I will not recommend Destiny to new people. If you are a returning customer to Destiny, I do recommend it. But as of right now, the onboarding process is dog shit. So if you don't already play, maybe wait. And I think Witch Queen might be a good place to jump on. But I'll fill you out more when we get there. Because, you know, still might not be, but they're touting it as like sort of Destiny 2's definitive campaign now since they don't really have one. So we'll see how that goes when we get to it. Um... So we got some other stuff. Some other news happened. Obviously, we haven't recorded in over a month. So news happened along the way. Uh, What do we want to get into first? So I know we have it marked. So I I did want to bring it up. Uh, E3 going digital only. Um, Yeah. I know people are really upset about it. And I understand very well why they're upset, Uh, especially since, you know, going there and seeing what e3 is i think that what e3 became is very much a digital only show and it should be a digital only show what e3 used to be which was a trade show for uh publications and for uh other like industry experts and not really able to have like general population come in um that's what people want back and that'll never come back and i don't think anyone should miss e3 because it's never going to be the thing that they want it to be again um which was like being able to go to the trade show and see all these things before they're released get to play them before they're released uh there's a lot of behind the behind the scenes uh deals that are done during that time because it's sort of like a great time to get everyone together for like one really big thing so, like, if you're a small publisher and you wanted to be able to talk to, like, Sony or Microsoft or Nintendo or any one of them, like, all the big wigs are there. Uh, so, you were able to, like, you could, like, meet Reggie on the floor of E3 and say, hey, check out my video game. What do you think? And he could just walk over to a booth and see it. But in what E3 has become, that won't happen because Reggie and all them won't be on the floor anymore because the general population can buy tickets. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, sort of the the distinction between a trade show and an expo. Um, yeah. Yeah, and that's I you know it became one it became more for for the public than for the the insiders, which there needs to be an insider thing. So yeah, I I agree. Yeah, uh, it is just sort of jarring because E three kind of became the definitive gamer fucking you know event. The um, problem is, there's too many events. Yeah, like, there really so is. E3- E3 used to be this big deal because there was only one. There was only one E3. Like, I remember going to E3 and all of my friends being like, holy shit, you went to E3, blah, blah, blah. But now, like, there's so many events that happen all the time, literally nonstop. Even with COVID going on, people were still having events. Yeah. And it's like, are those things even worth going to anymore? Like, most vendors that want to reach out We'll do it digitally. Like, if you want to, like, show your game to Nintendo, Nintendo has a process now that you can send in your stuff. 
Like, obviously, it's nowhere near as effective as running up to Reggie or whoever's working at Nintendo or Bowser, Doug Bowser and saying, here, check out my fucking thing. Yeah. But, you know, it's just, unfortunately, that's just the, where we are now. Yeah. And with, like, uh, you know what's a really cool expo is uh, Gamescom. Gamescom has two parts to their convention. They have the first two days are trade show only. Only trade show people are allowed to get in. You cannot buy badges. The badges are given out. Uh, you might be able to buy an investor badge, which is like $2,000, and that'll get you in. But it's priced so high that like, if you buy it- Keeping in, the riffraff like, out. <laughs> yeah, it's mostly like, you know, you, people aren't going to buy that to go to this thing. Like, It's going to be boring do, anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but- the the thing is like they do that specifically so that people can who do want to go to the, the 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 expo can pay a lower price yeah on the third and fourth and fifth day which i've heard is the worst days to go mm-hmm. but that's when like the general population can come in and they can check out all the games they have on display and like it's really cool but like y- again you'll never get that with what e3 became and i think e3 going digital is great because everyone gets to enjoy E3, they get to see all the things, and also yeah. it doesn't matter because Jeff Keighley is out there stealing literally all of the good reveals. Yep. And E3 won't have shit. They'll announce like uh, Barney's big adventure and uh, Ubisoft's newest NFT game, and <laughs> Jeff Keighley will have literally everything else. He did announce yeah, we- that officially Summer Games Fest is returning this year. So, yep, we're in oh, store good. for it. Yeah, is it the say, day like, after E3? I think it is. Wow. I, I was going to say, like, there's not even any point for E3 now. It's like, if I want to watch game stuff, I just, like, Sony does their own direct, Nintendo does their direct. Like, like I don't care about most of the stuff that they show at E3 now. Like, I can, like you said, like, I watch, like, the the next reveal of the next uh, Just Dance, and that, that's about that's about all E3 has now. Yeah. Um. I, 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 I I am such a convenience person that I, I really just enjoy that you can follow directly who you give a shit about and they're going to let you know when they got stuff coming. Uh, even yeah. like even at these events, you know, for I'll use Destiny as, as an example, because that's just who I am. But like, you know, if they, for instance, showed a trailer for an upcoming event at Summer Games Fest, Summer Game Fest is what it's called. Um you know they'd show it and then a second later it would pop up on my notifications because bungie would put it up on their youtube channel um so you really just have to follow who you want (laughs) these days and it's just so nice and convenient and you don't need to do like man i gotta go to gcx this year i don't want to go to this sweaty nerd convention for just destiny people but my friends are gonna drag me so i'm gonna go but i really like i really enjoy that it is not like a, a necessity and like it's accessible digitally for everyone to get into like most of these things. I think that's cool. Um, my, so here's my, my one thing is that you guys watch the game awards. Yes. Which was essentially no. E3. Like Jeff Keighley's <laughs> yeah. E3. But it didn't like, really have anything for me this year. No, but like, and I didn't really like get, it didn't blow my hat off either. Like it was like, okay. But like my thing is, it's one of the things that I really liked about E3 is they spaced it out over a week of announcements, which was like really cool. And it was like, oh, I can like check out these like individual announcements throughout the week. And it was like, 
one day was Sony day and one day was Microsoft day. One day was Ubisoft day or Nintendo day or whatever. But with like the game show, the game awards, holy shit. It was, it was three hours. It was so long. It was so much. I don't even like the amount of announcements that happened. The only thing that I know is it takes two one game of the year because everyone was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I don't even remember what the announcements were because, like, I just remember it being like a bunch of first-person shooter games I didn't give a yeah. shit about. So I was like, I, I can't tell you a single game that was revealed. Maybe there was they, something like I thought was cool. Like I, I remember there being like one or two indie games I thought were neat, but I don't remember shit. It was so long, and all the they games rolled out the mimic together. from Elden Ring. The oh yeah, that chest. was that was like the good. That was the best part of the game awards was that pot. <laughs> but like. But still, like, like I barely remembered that because they just they just piled so much shit on you for one like for one three hour session. It was like by the time you were done, you were like, "I need to sleep." It's the I'm difference. So tired. It's the difference between Netflix dropping an entire season of The Witcher and everyone forgets about it in two days, as opposed yep. to uh, like Disney releasing an episode of Boba Fett every week and we're talking about it for like a month. No, you know what though? Side okay. tangent, here, real wait, quick about the go. Boba we're, Fett we're thing. Ready for because another John? Holy shit! Hot take. <laughs> John hot take. Motherfuckers need to stop analyzing the goddamn shows so goddamn much with every. Oh my god! I, I was like this with Game of Thrones too. Okay. So like in Game of Thrones, they like saw a Starbucks cup on a table, and like yeah. the whole fucking world blew up about it. it was funny. And then like. And it was like, okay, like, yes, it's they funny. Digitally it's, removed, they digitally removed but, it. But so anyways, yes, uh-huh. whatever. But like, oh my God, literally every day I see another thing about the Bo- the book of Bobo Fett had this thing in it. Like Bobo there was Fett. like a, whatever. The book of Bobo Fett. But there was like um, a <laughs> scene where a, an actress was wearing a pair of sneakers. How dare she? She was, she was in the scene where she was fucking running chill the fuck out people or are like, very 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 specific about their Star oh Wars. my god or like there was like a panning shot and then you could see like the the like some of the scaffolding of one of like the wooden buildings mm-hmm. and it was like you people need to just dial it back just a little bit they should just be happy that it's real at all and not all digitally created uh, what does it even matter <laughs> it's just it's just a stupid fucking show just watch the thing and enjoy it. You don't need to micro fucking analyze the goddamn thing so you can get well, 5,000 clicks. How oh are my people going to have a weekly podcast on a show if it drops all at once? You want to, you want to have it to where you can analyze every frame, frame by frame, because it's fun I, for some people. And also it's oh optional to engage with unless, and you can straight up, if you're on Twitter, you can be like, Star Wars, block these words, never see again, Bobo Fett. <laughs> yeah i i understand that it can get overwhelming and like it's i think and i feel scared that i'm going to put this on the internet but i think star wars nerds are the worst of them of all the nerds besides maybe gun nerds but that's also a very hot hot take there but have you met have you met undertale nerds no um but i I, what i will say is that like Anytime I have put a strong opinion out there on the internet uh, about Star Wars or just like a, a lukewarm one, even 
has been met with just the worst to to where like one of my rules of the internet is don't fucking talk about star wars on the internet unless it's a like this is a perfectly fine medium because you know if people want to talk to me about it they can message and i can ignore them or block them or whatever but like never talk about star wars on twitter or god for you know facebook jesus christ i don't talk i'm basically off of there anyway but uh yeah dude star wars people are something else and if you're a star which i am i'm looking at you know if you look behind me there's like hundreds of dollars of star wars toys i'm very invested in star wars technically and literally invested in it like huge huge fan but man do a lot of star wars fans suck sorry out there you know it's not you you're not the bad ones but there are some of them and you've met them anyway i see them microanalyzing every single show on the planet and i hate it yeah bobo fett um don't i'm just saying i'm gonna put it out in the world don't microanalyze everything you watch and just enjoy it please that's the that's the real that's the real uh you know advice there just enjoy shit man just have some have some have have some fun with that just have fun with that I'll even put it, I'll put myself on blast because I microanalyze no. the shit you out of Destiny. You don't microanalyze anything, yeah. John. Oh, yeah. I microanalyze <laughs> the shit out of, out of Destiny 2 and I did mm-hmm. it so bad that I fucking hated the game and yeah. I realized, I was like, oh, I did this to myself. Yeah. Like, I, I, John Smith, turned myself into a big ass hater because I was too busy analyzing the shit out of this thing. But now I play shitty ass Magic the Gathering that micromanages every fucking penny I've got and all this other shit and i have a great time and you know why because yeah. just don't fucking think about it i just play it i buy the cards it's great i have such a good time like i got into a little bit of the weeds like learning how the fucking shuffler works in arena and i was like man this sucks and then i was like you know what i don't fucking care it could yeah. you know what every single match could i could lose in and it doesn't matter because i'm having a good time so fuck it yeah you just don't want to know how the sausage is made too much in like a yeah. like a digital card game like that i yeah. can't imagine that that does anything good for you at all <laughs> okay i'm gonna get off of my bucket now and stop yelling at the sky okay well i'm sure we'll introduce something else for you to yell about um other news we have playstation announced vr2 um which i think john might be sort of excited about except that he just invested in a piece of hardware himself okay so really quick vr2 seems really cool i like the idea uh they announced basically nothing about it uh it has just that it exists okay there's something really weird that they included with this is that it has a vibrating motor in it and i do not know if i like the idea of my eight my vr headset vibrating yeah well okay side tangent heather how do you feel implementation on the dual sense is because for the most part i've felt that people who develop things for it aren't being too crazy about it like they're not going overboard and with a bit of a light touch i think some tactile feedback and stuff would be nice in something even if it's strapped to your head what's what's your experience with the controller um well i i i I, like I don't really see much reason for it to exist, but I do like, um, for instance, like in Ratchet and Clank, the depart, you can feel the character's footsteps. I think that's like really nice little touch returnal. You can feel like the raindrops hit your controller. I think that kind of stuff is cool. I, I'm not as into when 
if I have to shoot a lot in a game, I don't. I know like some people feel like the complete opposite and think the it it's really cool that it feels like you're actually like pulling down on a trigger or something. But yeah. I don't care for that because in in long game sessions, it tends to wear my hands out. I I had to turn I it off for Spider Man. Yeah. Yes, but uh, so yeah, skeptical then on uh, on VR headsets doing uh, vibrating, which you know, there's I think with the DualSense controller, it does some nice subtle work. Uh, you know, because I I think we're old enough to where when we think of rumble, we think of like shoving a rumble pack into an N64 controller and it just being like. I was wondering where the fuck you were going with that because I was like. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I, I guess I could have gotten a little more, you know, creative with it. You're like, we're but, a bunch of adults here right now. So, you know, what we do with our rumble packs. We know how weird vibrating can get once you're into your adulthood. Um, you can get some wild shit on Amazon, by the way. Uh, we'll, we'll save that for a different podcast. But um, yeah, so I think I think I, I don't know if vibrating headset for VR is necessarily a as weird as people are talking about i think well so it'll be nice to hear like be able to feel like little tippity taps on the back of your head if you need to turn around or something yeah i have a lot of concerns about this headset so there's the first one is is what are the controllers going to look like i think they might have shown something they or did. maybe something leaked they um, did they look like i think they they look like the oculus controllers i think okay. is what they said yeah um so that's like i didn't really look at them too much like I saw a picture of them on Twitter and then just kind of kept going, but it's mostly because it's not, it's not finalized product. So there's a thing on the shelf. So I'm not really, yeah. I don't care. And that's the, my next points are going to f- kind of make sense to why, um, they didn't release a price point. Uh, so that means that this headset could be literally anywhere from like the range of where headsets are right now, which is like $300 for the Oculus. Um, and then almost, I think it's like 1200 for the index. I think I don't remember the exact price of it, but it's still, it's, it's pretty expensive. Um, and it's also wired. It's not wireless. Yeah. That's the thing I saw is that it's wired. It's sort Um, of surprising that they'd want to do that, but, uh, I guess if it keeps the price down, well, it, it won't because the index is wired really yeah well it has oled so, like an oled display i think too like they, they did release a fact sheet on it and uh comparisons to like other like competitors yes so there's but the thing there's is information out there but yeah but i don't believe any of that shit till the fucking headset is in my lap like right. i don't i don't care at all about what they've shown in a spec sheet mm-hmm. because that spec sheet means nothing uh until the actual finalized product has been shown and yeah. used because right enough. now it's just it's it's barely a concept to me right now because I don't see anything. There's no games announced besides the Horizon game and maybe a few other little things, but nothing like major. Um, also, I have bone to pick with Sony, which is that it's the same thing I have with Oculus, which is that these are limited platforms with a smaller like user base. Yeah, very small. And then they, I'm not gonna play them. And no. then they fucking tie up all their goddamn games in exclusivity on their headsets, which super fucking sucks. Like you buy one headset, those games should just be available in general. Like I really wanted to play resident evil four. I bought a new headset 
I bought an Oculus because I can't play a whole bunch of games because Facebook invested in them and tied them under their store. And I yeah. can never, ever play them. And I've been, cons- I've been actually like trying to sell my HTC Vive. And now I'm starting to think that maybe I shouldn't specifically because there might come a time where I get locked out of being able to play games on steam or something because like Facebook decides that the metaverse is the only place you can be with your <laughs> Oculus. Yeah. Console oh wars with, uh, with yeah. an even nicher market sounds like just <laughs> like, why exactly. would you even do that? Yeah. It's like this tiny ass market comparatively to everything else. And they like have to corner their markets with each other. And it's like, this super sucks. Yeah. Like you guys don't understand how much this sucks. Well, they do understand. They just don't give a shit. They don't. Uh, they're, they're just after money. That's all it yeah. is. But yeah, I bought an Oculus Quest too. Uh, I thought about it for like like a week and a half, and I was like mulling over it. Uh, and then I just decided to pull the trigger because I really want to play Resident Evil Four in VR because it's like Resident Evil Four is like the greatest game of all time for me. I love it. I, you know, my relationship is based on Resident Evil Four. From me marrying Britney so I can finally get my goddamn copy back. Uh, <laughs> There's so many other ports you could... <laughs> no, I, I wanted that fucking GameCube game, goddammit. And I got it back. Well, good. Oh my god. Uh, and, uh, what a happy ending to that story. Exactly, uh, see? It's just great. Um, yeah, I've heard good things about that. Um, it's really fun. I watched a video yesterday of someone playing it and you could do the goofy things that so I love VR. It's super fun. It's like, I love playing Half-Life Alex. I'm really excited that I can play it again. Uh, the Oculus Quest has the coolest shit in the world because inside out tracking. So you don't need to set up a bunch of shit all over your house, which is super cool. And I was watching someone play uh, uh, Resident Evil 4 and you can like throw your gun in the, the air and you can do funny things. So I'm really excited about that. I can play Half-Life Alex again and I can play Skyrim VR and Fallout 4 VR. Oh my God. I'm going to be disappeared into VR world for like probably like six months. So you probably won't see me. I'm sorry. I'm going to be retiring from the podcast. Cause I'm going to be in VR for the rest of my life. I'm sorry, everybody, but yeah, it'll okay, be a I'm much a- more chill. It'll be, we will have to just change it to the destiny and 14 podcast. Uh, yeah. and we'll just be talking about our experiences in those worlds. You guys can change the name to trash games. So. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Perfect. Very good. Uh, by the way, did uh, either of you uh, get an analog pocket? I know uh, you're. You said you're. You've said before you're drowning in handhelds, but is that the one? Is that one of the ones that you wanted to skimp for? Or? I really wanted it, but I said no. Ah, yeah. I know the wait list is like a year for it now, but yeah, I, I didn't have that written up. I just was thinking about it. I almost did it. I I had it in my. I had it in a cart. Mm-hmm. I I was like, I'm gonna buy this, but the thing is. I didn't see a reason to get it. Like, Heather, I don't know if you're super passionate about handhelds, but... I I have a Switch. I don't need anything else. I'm happy with that. You know what? It's super super dumb, but I have a Game Boy Micro, and I love it. I mean, the Game Boy Micro is great. It's so much fun. Those are amazing. And you you pretty much have, like, all original hardware all over your house still, though, too. So you you don't need that. You didn't, you know, lose... Yeah, well, yeah, there's that. You, you know, I you didn't lose your one and only Game Boy to a drop in the toilet or like whatever. Uh, you know, you've reinvested in picking these things up, or you still have your childhood gear. But is that how I both of you have. are working? 
Yep, I, I still have my original gray brick Game Boy, and it still works. It has like a little bit of line through the screen, but it's still playable. I also yeah. have my Game Gear. I, I never play that, though. It uses so many AA batteries. <laughs> Isn't it like six? Yes. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's like, like two hours battery life or some shit. Yeah. Yeah, like the only way you actually played that is by getting the wall outlet. Yeah, I think the Game Gear is actually even heavier to this day. Uh, the The only thing that would rival it is the Steam Deck, and it's the Game Gear with batteries is still heavier than that. I heard someone say. Yeah. Um. All right, we need to start wrapping up here. Uh, let's see. Uh, we got to get you into the raid. So, uh, to the list. Um. Uh, anything anyone's super hyper passionate about that we can't fit till next week. I can always talk about Monster Hunter next week. Like I'll still be playing it next week. So, okay. oh yeah, I'm. I started playing Team Fight Tactics, so uh, I am a garbage human, and mm. uh, I'm sorry. So now I've I play Magic Gathering and Team Fight Tactics. So, is it a fighting? What What is it? It is a. It is an auto chess game, mm. which is even more difficult to explain. But it's literally just like anyone who knows what it is. It's it's basically like a like a chess style MOBA game. Okay. I and hate it. I, I would that? never, never play that. <laughs> Same. I think. <laughs> I don't want to think. I just want to hit things. So yeah. So much of my video game stuff is being like, I want to be this powerful person that I can uh, think about and, you know, do, do all this fun stuff. Uh, and like, uh, it just, a game with just mechanics and not like, any sort of fantasy to it, it sounds like not my bag. But. Oh yeah, it's like super mechanics heavy. It's like uh. understanding, like it's literally like things that are fighting for you that have nothing. Like you don't control how they fight; you just set them up to fight, and then they go fight. Oh, so fun. you like give them all the tools to do it, and you make them more powerful. But you have once they go out in the battlefield to fight, you have no control. You just like you've just set them up to go and you just hope you set up the mechanics right and you did everything right and if not you're just gonna get hosed so we're gonna make a video game and it's a video game you watch you don't play you just watch it kind of um (laughs) um i guess we could talk about what we have been playing uh so you've been playing that anything else besides magic and that game i can't even remember Uh, a lot of minecraft i got an entire suit of uh netherite which I feel Ooh. very cool about. Uh, yeah. I've become the biggest jerk in my server because I've got all the cool stuff and I can flex on everyone and be like, I'm big and rich. Did you start as the biggest jerk on your server or did you have you, you know, evolved into it? it? You know, I just, I just, I, okay. If it's a video game and it has mining in it, I just, I go crazy and I mine like a madman and yeah. I get all the resources and I'm not doing it on purpose. I'm just doing it because I like to do it. Yeah, but, same. If I'm on Minecraft, I'm just making a mine. That's all I'm yeah. doing. I'm digging. So if you if you haven't played the new Minecraft with caves and cliffs, it's incredible. Please, I'll invite you to another server. You should play with me. It's the greatest okay. thing in the world. Uh, I'll give it a I'll give it a try. Uh, but are like, you, are you playing on uh, Java or are you playing on Microsoft bed, End version? Bedrock. Didn't bedrock they end version. Java? No, it's still in development. Oh. It actually is a okay. version above above the bedrock usually i think they're i've bought parallel the right wrong now. version before so we'll see we'll we'll see you about have, this off the air you have game pass so you're good oh that's the microsoft 10 version yeah okay cool yeah we got it I, we we gucci baby we gucci um what about you heather what are you well okay never mind well, well, <laughs> you I, uh, like i've actually been playing 
playing other things. I obviously there's Unwalker, but um, I, I've been playing the Ace Attorney Chronicles, which was one of the the gifts I got for Christmas for the Switch. Objection! I, I love I love to just sit in bed and and play it before bed. And I've also been playing um the PC version of Monster Hunter Rise, even though I have like three hundred hours on the Switch version. I'm gonna put probably three hundred more into Jesus this one because I I like fighting monsters in sixty FPS. Ooh, does it run on thirty in on the Switch? Yes. Oh, yes. there's no way that game will will like be above thirty on the Switch. It's actually it's a beautiful game for the Switch. Like I can't believe that thing runs on there because yeah, you they said it's like a technical miracle or something. Yeah, I I can't yeah. believe how good that game looks on the Switch. Like it, it doesn't look like it'd be a Switch game, but yeah. it, it's beautiful on PC. Like obviously, it's not going to look as pretty as as World because Capcom's not going to spend tons of money to redo all the fucking graphics but it looks very nice on the pc and it, it's monster hunter maybe if you like monster hunter you like monster hunter rise <laughs> like oh, yeah. I, I like to just sit and it's it's a comfy game for me i just like to sit and turn my brain off and, and fight a monster with the big ass sword real that's satisfying all I need in life it's like that's that's why i'm excited about elden ring i'm like i just get my i'm gonna get my giant club and i'm gonna fight a dragon that's all I need in a video game. God, that game is looking really cool, and we're so close now. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> um, I've been playing Destiny. Surprise, surprise. Also, I've been playing Spider-Man, Marvel's Spider-Man for the PS4. I bought the uh, the bundle, uh, the Miles Morales uh, bundle. I can't remember what it's called. The, you know, director's cut, <laughs> whatever, whatever PlayStation 5 joke. But uh, the um, I've been playing. I started with the original. It's been remastered for PS5. I think it's actually called remastered. But man, it is so good. Surprise, surprise. Everyone's favorite game from a couple of years ago is really good, guys. I'm not sure if you knew it. I can't but, believe um, it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but uh, it, I've been having a lot of fun with that. Uh, definitely spurred by my uh, hyper enjoyment of... Uh, the spider-man movie that came out at the end of last year uh just made me like i i went into like a full spider-man like main line just ingesting every <laughs> bit of spider-man i could get after that and i've been having a lot of fun with it um that's pretty much all i've been playing it's just been well yes it's just been spider-man and destiny for me um and uh i am i've still shamefully not played halo but like i said i'm I'm waiting on a good little block of time where i can play it or at this point we might as well wait until february and we can we can two-man the campaign together uh, uh obviously heather you're invited even though you would never no, <laughs> you would never if there's if there's not dragons and swords i don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> um that is pretty much all i got for this week uh what about you folks no, same. Yeah, same. I'm going to be playing a lot of Magic. I'm playing a lot of TFT. And uh, my Oculus comes tomorrow, so I won't be playing any of that. Because I'm going <laughs> to be playing Resident Evil 4, probably outside, screaming like a crazy person, and having a very <laughs> great time doing it. Good. I'm excited for you. Um, if I can stream right, well, it, I will absolutely stream it. That's another thing we're talking about. We're uh, we're definitely going to be doing some streaming stuff in the future. We're still in talks about it, but um, uh, I don't know if we're going to spin up another Twitch account or if we're just going to use mine or or how that's going to work. Um, but we'll be sure to keep you posted if you'd like to come and play games, or at least watch us play games. Um, you know if that's something you're into. Uh, we'll we'll announce that when it comes to it. But um, 
thank you for listening. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Brandon the Bard. Um, and you too. You do your thing too, also. Hollow schematic. Y'all know where it is. You know. Mm-hmm. Mine's just Angie Nacio on Twitter. Excellent. Um, and then if you'd like to reach out to the show, uh, you can do that at Trash Mobcast. I believe that's what it is. Uh, yeah. So uh, we will talk to you again in two weeks. Uh, not uh, not two months this time. And uh, thank you for listening. And we'll see you next time on Trash Mob. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.